Uh, good morning, church. Good morning. What a great morning of worship already. Just being in the Lord's presence and celebrating baptism and just what a great, great day. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms here. We have the most amazing moms here at Rolling Hills. And I just love what God's doing in you and through you for His glory. And we are so thankful for you today. And we want to honor you, we want to celebrate you and just be grateful to God. You know, we all have a mom, right? And have, praise God that He didn't just put us in this role and say, hey, figure it out. But He gave us a mom that would be there for us and to walk with us. And I'm so grateful. And uh, I'm blessed. I have a great mom. I love my mom. I remember growing up and watching my mom and all that she did, you know, and so much laundry, seems like laundry all the time, right? And then the cooking and taking care of us and driving us to all all the sporting events, bandaging our wounds and all the things and conversations. And I'm so grateful for my mom. I just love her. And then when I got married and, and my wife, Lisa, and I watched her uh, become a mom and my love for her grew to a whole different level as I watched her be pregnant and then give birth to our first child. And, and somebody has once said, you know, that if, if men were the ones giving birth, there'd be very few kids in the world. That's true. We're like, yeah, that, that looks painful. We're out in a way, you know, but women are just tough and they're amazing. And I grew in my love for my wife to a whole different level when I watched her become a mom. And I love my wife so much, and I'm so thankful for her. And so today is just a great day to celebrate what God's done in all of our lives and the way God has blessed us, and to really focus on Him and just say, thank you, God. Thank you for the moms in our lives. So if you have a Bible this morning, I invite you up with me to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, Proverbs 31. Now, Proverbs is in the Old Testament, and probably if you open about to the middle of your Bible and go to the right, you'll end up in Proverbs. You'll probably open the book of Psalms. But Proverbs is this collection of these wise sayings. Many of it was written by a Solomon who was the wisest man who ever lived, King Solomon, David's son. And so he wrote these Proverbs, and they're, you know, many of them are tweet-worthy, right? 140 characters, you can put them out there, you can digest this. But they're awesome. It's just packed with this wisdom in this book. So if you have a Bible, turn with me to Proverbs 31. If you don't, maybe you have a mobile device, you can access the scriptures online at YouVersion, or we'll put the words on the screen to follow along. But pick up here, Psalm, not the Psalms, but Proverbs 31, and pick up in verse 1. It says, the sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. Now, Proverbs 31 is divided into two sections. You have verses 1 through 9, and then you have 10 through 31. And a lot of people skip over and go straight to 10 through 31, which we're going to get to in just a minute. But 1 through 9 is powerful. One through nine is awesome. And it, it says, here it is the, the, from King Lemuel. Now, we don't have any other record of King Lemuel anywhere in Scripture. A lot of people, most modern scholars, believe that King Solomon was actually writing as King Lemuel. You know, a lot of times they would do that, put a different name because they were writing so much and they would have a different name. It's kind of like, you remember when Garth Brooks retired and then he came back and he was a different person and didn't go real well. But he's coming back now, really, as Garth Brooks. But so this is King Solomon, probably most likely, writing as King Lemuel. And he says, an oracle that his mother taught him. Now, an oracle literally means a burden, a burden. And so here's this king, and he's saying, here's what I learned from my mom. You know, and I'm sure this mom taught him a lot of things, you know, like take a shower, you know, take a bath, you know, brush your teeth and all that. But this mom, what she poured into him really set the foundation for this king. And here's what this mom taught him, really made three main things. Let's go through it. It says, O son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows. Look at this. It says, Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, unless they drink and they forget the laws they decree and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. 
Give beer to those who are perishing, wine to those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. So when you look at this, this mom passed on to this King Lemuel, right? She said, here's these three things I want you to know. First of all, King Lemuel, be careful who you date and marry. Be careful who you date and marry. Look, she says, do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. Now, think about this. If this is actually King Solomon, King Solomon, you know, he had like 700 wives, okay? And he had like all these women and they actually led him astray from the Lord. So he didn't listen to this advice. But you go back to King Ahab or you go back to others. And what this mom was saying to her son is, listen, be careful who you date and who you marry. And that's so important, right? I mean, the most important decision you will ever make in your life is this, this calling to follow Jesus with your life. As God draws you to himself and invites you, he says, come follow me, right? And you make that commitment and you say, man, I'm a Christ follower. My life is in him. But the second most important decision of your life is who you'll marry. And so this mom's like, I want you to get this. Be careful, be careful who you date and who you marry. The second thing she says is this, hey, don't get drunk on alcohol, Just don't get drunk, come on. She says, not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine or the rulers to crave beer lest they drink and forget the laws they decree. Now it's okay to have alcohol in moderation, right? The Bible talks about having a glass of wine. I mean, it's okay, but the Bible's very clear. Don't get drunk. You have a responsibility. She says, be in control. Don't let alcohol take you over. For all of us, again, a great word, right? A great word for all of us. And you get a DUI or DWI, it costs you over $10,000. There's lots of jobs you can't ever have because of that one decision you make. You can impact somebody's life, you can kill somebody. And so it's just like, don't do that. And this mom is just burdened, burdened for this son. Here's the third thing she tells him. Speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. Speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. She teaches her son, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. You know, Jesus talked about the poor almost more than any other topic. Jesus talked about the poor and that you and I have a responsibility. And this mom was saying to this son, listen, life is not all about you. Don't just make life about you and how much money you can have and how many wives you can have and how many kingdoms you can build. It's gonna fall apart. Make sure that you speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Make sure that you understand that you have a depth of character, that you have a depth of integrity to look out for others, to help others. I love this mom, you know? She was burdened for her son. So I wanna ask you, I wanna ask you, what did your mom pass on to you? What advice did your mom give you? What burden did your mom leave for you? you're taking notes in the worship guide, there's some space. And I'd just love for you to maybe write down a few things. Uh, Again, I was blessed to have a great mom. I love my mom. She's amazing. And as I think back over the things that she taught me, you know, one thing, she she taught me to have a solid foundation in God. She did. I mean, she took me to church, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We were at church and it was so important for us. And I am thankful for that. I'm thankful that my mom taught me about God. I loved watching these baptisms this morning. Wow. And that's the responsibility of a mom, you know, and a dad. But the second thing my mom taught me, I believe that she passed on to me was just this this idea of faithfulness. My mom and my dad have been married 57 years. 
57 years. I mean, just that faithfulness. My mom was serving at church. She was helping in young adult Sunday school classes. She was helping serve and do all these things. It's this faithfulness to stick with it. You know, don't just be a flash in the pan, move from one thing to the next. Jump in, get involved, make a difference. The third thing she taught me was the importance of education. My mom was a college professor, and so it was important for us. I mean, getting good grades, you know, and staying in school and being a lifelong learner, that was important. And those things I just hold on to in so many ways. I mean, what did your mom teach you? What was the burden that your mom handed to you? What did she say? Listen, I want you to get this. I want you to live this. You know what's interesting to me to think about is that this really is King Solomon then his mom would have been Bathsheba. Think about that for a moment. If you know, King Solomon's dad was David, who was this great king, but David had an affair, and he had an affair with Bathsheba. And then to cover it up, he had Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, killed. And he totally blew it, right? But David and Bathsheba, there came a point in their lives where you look at Psalm 51, David repents before the Lord. David falls down and goes, God, I sinned, I blew it, I messed up. God, forgive me. And God does, God forgives him. In fact, at the end of David's life, David is known as a man after God's heart. Now what's awesome about that to me is this, is that David could have you know, gone, you know, well, I blew it. I don't have a voice anymore. I can't speak truth anymore. I can't live my life for God anymore. And Bathsheba could have done the same thing, but she didn't and he didn't either. And in your life, maybe if you look back on your life and on your past, and maybe you say, there's some things that I messed up or some ways that I blew it. And then, you know, every time you start to speak up for God, you're just like, ah, I can't tell my kid that, you know, because I did that. I can't tell him to not do this because I did that. You know, no, 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 no. Listen, God has given you a voice. And here's the amazing part. When you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. That God says this, that I've taken your sins and I've removed them as far as the east is from the west. I remember them no more. You go forward in Christ and you speak truth and you speak hope and you speak wisdom into those who come behind you. You have a story to tell, so tell it. You have a voice, so use it. And I love that this mom didn't back away from that, but she engaged to say, I want to pour into the next generation. I want to give them a spiritual foundation that will long outlast me. Praise God for moms who step into it. Now, what happens here in verse 10 is that it's King Solomon or King Lemuel, you know, they make a shift, right? They're talking about their mom and all of a sudden they move it to their wife and watching their wife be a mom. This is that kind of passage known as a wife of noble character or virtuous woman. And what I love about this is 10 through 31 is used by many of the Jews at Shabbat dinner. It's called the Elisha Haliel in Hebrew. And they will quote this passage of scripture at Shabbat dinner to give reward, to give praise, to give blessing to their wife for all that she does, to the mom of the house. And so this is a blessing that's being passed on. And look at verse 10. Verse 10, it says, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. I love that. I mean, isn't that a great passage? I I like to use this at weddings because men, if you're here and you're married and you have a godly wife, you lack nothing of value, the scripture says. You are that blessed and that you would be a blessing. You know, she brings him good and harm, not harm, all the days of her life. 
And then it goes in verse 13 through 27, and it kind of talks about all the things that a godly wife does, all the things that a mom does. And, and you read through this and you kind of go, wow, I mean, she does a lot. But I want to read this 13 through 27, then we'll come back and summarize it and kind of put it in today's terms, right? Verse 13, she selects wool and flask and works with her eager hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark and she provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it out of the earnings. She plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds a distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband has respected the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Wow. (laughs) This woman does a lot, you know? I mean, if they could unbelievable look how much she does look how much she does and as you think about it in today's terms I really think about you know my wife you think about your mom you think about how much a a godly woman does there's three things that kind of jump out to me first of all is this she works diligently she works diligently you know what it says there in verse 17 she sets about her work vigorously her arms are strong for her task and it talks about all the things that this, this mom does. You know, it says that, you know, she, she sews clothes and, and she makes it with a spindle and she does all these things. Now today, you know, not many people are sewing. I get that, you know. Not many people are sewing their own clothes. But I tell you this, when we, we have three daughters and I watch my wife and she's always buying clothes, all right? So, I mean, it takes time, you know, you're buying clothes, you're finding what's on sale and you're getting clothes. And, and not only that, do you have to buy clothes today, but then you have to buy clothes and put it on your child. Then you have to take pictures and put it on Pinterest. So, I mean, it's like a whole different level, right? I mean, there's sewing and then there's like buying clothes today. Also cooking, man, you got to cook. I mean, three meals a day or go through Chick-fil-A drive through right? Or find the kids' meals on special. Welcome to Moe's. You know, I mean, you got to figure that out. But it takes time. It takes energy to provide for your family to do those things. I, I remember, don't send me emails on this. I'm just confessing right now. But before I was married, I used to think, what do stay-at-home moms do? You know, I couldn't figure it out. But yeah, I just couldn't because they're never at home. But yeah, I was like, I couldn't figure that out. So don't send me emails. Okay, I was naive. I was naive. Then we had our first child. And we have our child, Grace, and the doctors tell us, they say, okay, she's got to eat every three hours. And uh, so I took two weeks off from work, you know, paternity leave, and so we're home. But what the doctors don't tell you is not only do they eat every three hours, but it takes about 45 minutes to feed them. And then, you know, you got to burp them, and then you got to like change the diaper, and then you got to like wash everything. And so it's like you finish feeding one feeding, and you're on to the next feeding, and you're like, it doesn't stop. And so for two weeks, I'm like at home, and I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm thinking, I'm ready to go back to work. I mean, work is easier than this. And, and I gained this whole new level of respect for how much it takes to run a household, how much it takes to be a mom, how much it takes to be involved in supplying clothes and food and all the things that you do. And that's important. It's important. But, but you look at this and you go, wow, how does she keep up with all this, right? How does she 
do all these things. And then I love this verse 23. I think this is hilarious because right in the middle of all the things that the woman is doing at home, it says her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. So it's like the woman's at home doing everything and the husband's like, I'm taking my seat right here, you know. <laughs> I'm kicking back and I'm thinking, wow, how'd that go over for you, man? <laughs> you know? Good luck in that marriage. Uh, a few years ago, this couple came to me and they said, uh, Jeff, we got, we had talked through some things and, and uh, they had just gotten back from their honeymoon recently and, and the guy said, you know, I came in and I, I went and I picked up the remote and it was like five o'clock in the afternoon and turn on the TV and it's like 5.30, 6, 6.30, 7. And I finally looked at my wife and I said, aren't you going to cook dinner? And she's like, cook dinner? I've never cooked in my life. You know, <laughs> what do you mean cook dinner? And he was like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. And uh, we had to talk about that. We had to sit down and say, yeah, I mean, have you guys talked about what you do, what you do, and, and being sure that you support one another. I remember when Lisa and I got married, we went through this list and we were like, okay, what do you like to do? What do, you, what do I do? You know, and Lisa's like, I don't like trash. I'm like, I got trash all over trash. I own trash. I could dominate trash. I don't like dishes. You do dishes. She's like, great, I'll do dishes. You know, so we kind of worked on those things, but I think that's important because what you see is not just the wife's responsibility around the house, right? It's all of our responsibilities, but the wife is the one who takes that and she works diligently. And I want to tell you, if you're a mom here, thank you because there is no greater work that you do. There's nothing more rewarding that you do with your time and your energy. You make a huge difference. You make a huge impact. Thank you. There is no more rewarding work in this world than raising up a generation behind you. Thank you. Here's the second thing I think this passage shows us is this, that she loves faithfully. <laughs> she does. She loves faithfully. Now look at verse 15. It says that she gets up while it's still dark and provides food for her family. She gets up while it's still dark. I remember when we first had uh, Grace and you're laying in bed and you start to hear the sounds, right? And you're like, oh, please, I'm gonna act like I'm asleep. Please, you go, you go. Because <laughs> you're like, I don't wanna get up and in the middle of the night. But what is it? The mom always gets up, right? And she always goes in and makes sure. And, and you know, she provides food and she does all those things and in the middle of the night. And there's just something about the way a mom loves you know, God made men and women differently. There's just something about the way a mom loves. She loves her kids and she just loves her family. She just loves. But not only does she love her family, if you turn over here, it says she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. And I love that about so many of you. I love that about just the women. It's, it's like you love your family, but that love just spills out on everybody else, Right? It does, and you watch, and, and so many of you, you're teaching in preschool or children or students, and you're not only raising your own kids, you're raising all of our kids. You're, you're teaching them about Jesus, and you're loving them, and, and not only that, you're going on mission trips, and you're serving the poor, and you're, you're sponsoring children, and you're volunteering at your kid's school, and you're, you're doing, it just pours out of you. You just, just love. And I love seeing you in your element, right? I love watching you with your kids or with other kids. It's just like you, you come alive because that's who you are. And you're holding babies, you're holding your grandbabies, your future, you're just thinking, wow, that's awesome. And then it says this, right? It says, she speaks with wisdom, with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. You know, it's not only the way you love in action, but it's the way you love with words. And words are so powerful. Have you ever noticed that the people who really love you are the ones who will speak truth to you? 
You know, everybody else is going to say, yeah, do whatever you want to. The world's going to say, buy it. Yeah, spend the money, go in debt. It doesn't matter. Smoke it. Do whatever you want to, right? But the people who really love you come along and say, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. You're better than that. You don't need to be dating that guy. Come on. Come on, you're better than that. That job's not treating you right. You're better than that. Come on. And I love that moms, you have this calling to step in. To even have some of the hard conversations and not back away from that because your words matter. Listen, the number one influence in a kid's life through 18 is their parents. So many times we think, oh no, it's their friends. It's their friends in middle school and high school. No, 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 it's not. It's the parents. You're the number one influence in speaking truth and not backing away from some of the harder conversations. And a godly woman does that. She speaks that truth. She speaks it in love. She speaks it in love. She works diligently. She loves faithfully. And then she models character. She models character. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. (laughs) She's clothed with strength and dignity. There's something about the way she carries herself. You know what? You are the primary discipler of your children. Moms, dads, you are the primary discipler. So many times we we kind of think, well, I'm going to take my kids to church and they're going to teach them about God and they're going to disciple them. And no, 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 no. It happens in the home. It happens with you. It's the way God designed it. You go back to Deuteronomy. You and I become those primary disciplers. And I believe this, that discipleship is more caught than it is taught. That there are little eyes watching you and me all the time. They're watching. They're watching everything that we do. They're watching the words we say, the way we treat each other. They're watching and they're learning. And you have this calling and I have this calling to model character in our home, to model Christ's likeness. I can remember growing up and watching my mom read her Bible or watching my mom pray. And that set a foundation in me. This is important. What are you modeling? How are you living and I love as this passage goes on, it says, you know, hey, you godly women, hey, listen, here's the result. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Way to go. Great job. Her children arise and call her blessed. Thank you. Thank you for the difference and the impact that you make. Now, I have to tell you this, that it's Mother's Day today, and, and it's an awesome day to celebrate and honor our moms, but, but I also know that Mother's Day is a hard day. And for some of you, it's a really challenging day. For some of you, maybe your mom's passed on, right? Your mom's in heaven right now, and you miss her terribly. I know for my wife, uh, her mom passed away six years ago, and uh, Every Mother's Day, it's hard. Uh, she passed away three weeks before our youngest daughter was born, and, and Lisa just misses her mom. <laughs> you know, she does. She misses her. And some of you, you're battling infertility, and it's hard. And you come to church, and you walk in, there's kids everywhere, and you're just like, ah. Oh. Some of you, you want to be a mom, you want to have kids, and it's a challenge. And Mother's Day is a really difficult day. And what I want to say to you is this, don't lose hope. <laughs> There's a God who is with you. There's a God who is for you. Even scripture says we do not grieve as people who have no hope. And and when our mom passes on, we we know that one day because of the grace of God through Jesus Christ, the Son, that we will see our mom again because of Christ. But never lose hope in this life or in the life to come. I I want you to see this video. Doug and Brenda Price, they go to our church and they did this video and it's now 
had over 2.9 million views online. It was picked up by Inside Edition last week. I want you to see this today. Doug and Brenda Price have been married for 10 years, and for the last five years, they've been struggling with infertility. Brenda told her husband that they were entering a contest to win a trip to Aruba when she dropped this bombshell. I would love a romantic getaway with me douchey to Aruba for our baby moon. I'm pregnant. Are you? <laughs> You're gonna be a dad? <laughs> they didn't win that trip to Aruba, but Doug still thinks they got the better end of the deal. <laughs> what about a Aruba trip? <laughs> The couple spoke to HLN's The Daily Share with advice for other couples struggling with infertility. Not give up hope is the number one thing, I think. Yeah, our, our biggest thing was we just wanted people to, to have that hope and know that, uh, man, there's power that's bigger than us. There's a God that's bigger than us that can make all things happen. We love seeing this touching video and are very happy for Doug and Brenda. Are you You're gonna be a dad? Huh? Yeah. Don't forget to tune in to Inside Edition. <laughs> Doug and Brenda, uh, that's amazing. Uh, just so thankful for you guys and so excited for you. And, um, wow. Did you ever dream it would go 2.9 million <laughs> views? It hit three. I know I can feel it. <laughs> no, it, I didn't dream that I would cry as much as I've cried or that other men would tell me that I've made them cry as mm -hmm. much as I've made them cry. Um, it's... That video has been around the world, and it's been incredible to see um, other people's stories that have come out of it. We, we've heard stories of hope. Uh, we've heard lots of stories of struggle. And, and through all of that, I mean, thousands of comments, we have seen God throughout all of those comments. We've seen people share their stories of the miracles, but God is through all of it. And, I, and it's crazy that God takes a 37-second video and reminds us that he can do whatever he wants to do, mm -hmm. and he is so powerful. So it's, it's, been, it's been very humbling. Wow. Brenda, tell us, I mean, this is your first Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to you. I'm so excited. And tell us, how, how do you feel? Well, I'm really excited. Mm. Um, and I'm also just really overwhelmed today. Uh, I very distinctly remember last year uh, actually being here at church and just being really sad, um, thinking that I might never get to celebrate Mother's Day as mother. And so I'm just very thankful um, that now I have that chance and my heart just goes out to everyone who's longing uh, for a child and you know, to not give up hope because our God can make the impossible possible. Mm, thank you. Doug, uh, you know, you're on the worship team and yet you travel and you're all over the place too, but would you pray a blessing today over all the moms who are here and um, maybe whose moms have passed on or maybe couples who are struggling with infertility or yeah. Would you just pray a blessing yeah. over us today? Father God, I just want to thank you. God, thank you for this day, God. Thank this is a day of joy and excitement. But in the midst of that, uh, it also can be a, a day of sadness. It can be a day of, uh, of, of struggle. God, I pray for, for the couples, for any female that is, that is here, that is in that, that journey right now, that's on that, 
that journey, that path of infertility, God, I pray that, that you, uh, you comfort them, you remind them that you make everything uh, beautiful in your time. And God, I pray uh, for, for couples that have been through that. I know what that can do in a relationship, God. God, I also want to just lift up uh, anybody here that has lost a child, whether that's uh, in pregnancy or at any stage of their life, God, I pray that, that you just comfort them as well. And lastly, God, anybody that is here that has lost their mother, that is reminded of this day of uh, that sadness of losing their mother mixed with just the joy of uh, how incredible mothers are as they are the anchors of our, our family that are leading us to you in so many cases. God, uh, I just lift them all up to you. God, just comfort them, surround them with people that will love them as you have loved us. God, we thank you so much for this church. I thank you for Pastor Jeff and the way that he loves us uh, just as you have loved us. God, we love you and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Man, thank you, Doug. Oh, I'm going to hold yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you, guys. Wow. I'm thankful for your story and the way God's using your story to impact so many people. Doug, Brenda, thank you so much. You know, if you keep going in Proverbs, there's two more verses here in this passage. And it says in verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And I think that's so important, right? Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. We live in a world where it's all about the outside, don't we? I saw the other day where Joan Rivers had had over 328 plastic surgeries and I just thought, wow. We get so caught up in that, guys. We get so caught up in what we look like on the outside. But beauty's fleeting. <laughs> I mean, it is. We're all going to get old. We're all going to die at some point. But it says a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Is to be praised. It's to say thank you. It says give her the reward she deserves. And, and so for those of you who are moms here today, we just want to give you that reward. We just want to say thank you. Or verbally, we want to say thank you. Many of you, you have kids, and your kids probably don't say thank you very much. You know, your kids probably don't go... Mom, my PB&J, you nailed it today. I mean, the perfect jelly and peanut butter, boom, it was awesome. You know, they probably don't ever say that, right? But you fed them, thank you. Your kids probably don't ever say, you know, Mom, when you were driving today, you came to that stop sign, complete stop. I tell you, you even rocked back. I mean, a police officer counted two seconds. It would be, oh, way to go, you know? They don't say that, but you know what? You protected them. Way to go. They don't say, my clothes, man, they smell great, you know, but you've clothed them. They don't say, Mom... Thank you for praying for me. Mom, thank you for modeling Jesus for me. Mom, thank you for taking me to church. Mom, I'm growing up. And I'm becoming what you prayed for. Thank you. I probably don't say that a whole lot. But I want you to hear your church family today say thank you. I want you to hear people today just say thank you for day in and day out the sacrifices that you make because you are making a difference and there is no greater investment of your time and your energy than what you're doing. Thank you, thank you. And I also wanna say this for all of us. Mother's Day is a great reminder for, for us to be able to do some things and that's to, to give a blessing. And here's when you give a blessing for all of us. If your mom or your wife or people, maybe it's a single mom down the street or somebody in your neighborhood, here's some things about a blessing. Number one, share a blessing. Write a card. Take the time to write a card. If you haven't written a card to your mom yet, do it. Do it. 
There's this power in a handwritten note. There's power in that. Do it maybe for somebody on the street. Do it for somebody maybe you know at work. Maybe just say, hey, it was Mother's Day yesterday and I want this card for you. I just wrote a blessing for you. The second thing is speak a blessing. Take the time to speak a blessing. For guys and for all of us, listen, thank you and I love you are not implied, okay? They have to be said and they need to be said often. So take time for all of us to say thank you. Take time to say I love you. Celebrate a blessing. Celebrate it. Mark this day or mark your anniversary or mark a birthday. Do a gift or something that's going to mark that. Celebrate that. That's a blessing. And then pray a blessing. Pray a blessing. At some point today, whether you pray, you know, on FaceTime or whether you're on Skype or whether you're right there together, pull the family together and go, guys, let's just pray. Let's just thank God for our mom. Let's just thank God for our mom. Overall, I want to ask you this question. What, what kind of legacy are you leaving? Men, women, all of us, what kind of legacy are you leaving? Where are you investing your time? Where are you investing your energy? It's so easy to get caught up, right, in the charm and the beauty. It's so easy to get caught up on the outside and making money. It's so easy to get caught up in our career that we forget of what's most important. There's three things that are eternal, God, God's word, and people. And are we raising up a generation? Are we investing in those who come behind us? Are we leaving a legacy that will long outlive us? What kind of legacy are you leaving? What kind of difference are you making? Where are you today? I want to invite you just to bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment, right where you are. Maybe for you today, today is Mother's Day, it's a hard day. And right now, maybe you just need to pray, God, I need you. I need you. Come, bring hope. Come, bring comfort. Come, bring peace. I trust you. Maybe today is a day where you just say thank you. God, thank you for your goodness in my life. Thank you for my mom. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for for the people around me. Maybe today's the day of salvation. You, you just really, you look at your life and you go, man, I've been trying to do it on my own. <laughs> I've been living after the charm and the beauty of this world. I've been thinking life is all about making money and I've been, my career has been my God. Or money's been my God. And today I just want to invest in what's important. I want to invest in Christ and in his kingdom. I want to leave a legacy for Christ. God, search my heart. <laughs> God, allow me to be a person of grace, a person of Christ. So, Father, here we are today, your disciples. Father, we thank you for the moms in our lives. God, we celebrate today them. We pray that they feel affirmed and encouraged. I pray for every mom here, Father, that she would feel the reward, God, that you have for her. And I know it's not easy, God, and I pray that you give her strength and courage every day. And Father, I pray for all of us that we would be people who, because we've been blessed, that we give blessings. That we'd be people who tell people we love them. That we'd be people who share your grace with others. God, I pray today, just thanking you for Jesus, who binds our hearts together, who gives us hope, who tells us that this life is not all that there is. There is more to come, that we will see our loved ones again because of your grace, because of Christ. And I pray today for anybody here who doesn't know you, Jesus, personally.
that you would draw them to your heart and that today they would put a stake in the ground to say, I am a follower of Christ and I want to invest my life in what matters. So God, today it's all about you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the way you provide, for the way you take care of us. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. And thank you for the moms in our lives. And it's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen, amen. Wow. After the service, I'll be here. There'll be people on our staff, our pastoral care team. We'd love to talk with you, love to pray with you. Whatever is going on in your life, listen, you're not alone. You're not alone. There is a God who is greater. You heard that this morning. There is a God who is greater. And also there's a church that wants to walk with you, to stand with you. Maybe today God's put on your heart about baptism as we've watched people being baptized. Maybe that's a a decision of commitment you need to make as you're following Christ. Whatever it is, after the service, if you want to talk with somebody, love to talk with you. At this time, I want to invite our ushers to come forward. And it's a chance for us to give back to God, a chance for us to invest in his kingdom and for his glory. If you're a first-time guest, all we ask is that you give us your communication card, you place it in the offering basket, and we'll follow up with you, tell you what God's doing. On the back of that card is also a place for prayer requests. And every Monday, as a staff, we pray through every prayer request. So just know there's people praying with you and people praying for you. Let me say a short prayer right now. Father, thanks for a chance to give back. God, you've blessed us all so richly. God, help us to give out of what you've given us, God, that we've been blessed to be a blessing to stick up for the rights of the poor and the needy, to give to people, Father, so that they can know you. And so, Lord, take what is given and multiply it and use it for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we give. Amen. Amen. What makes your mom happy? Flowers. When I listen. When I be good or something. A hug. What makes your mom sad? When I don't listen, oh, I go and get hurt. What's something that your mom does every day? Read the Bible, cleans the house, I think work. Kisses me. What's something your mom always says to you? I love you. Go clean the room. Behave. Don't let the dog upstairs. Do not bother mom when she's sleeping. How old is your mom? I think five. Twelve. That's a very, very tricky question. Um, I know she's um, a half and something. Seventy. What's your mom's favorite thing to do? Play with me. Sit in that chair. Date night. Shop. Shopping. Go shopping. She's just shopping every day. She always wants to go shopping. She and I get tired. That's kind of boring. Where's your mom's favorite place to go? Chinese restaurant. An animal shelter. I think it's to the mall. Go to the restroom. <laughs> How are you and your mom the same? Our hair. Our eyes. We'll have the same phones. We're really flexible. We both have long tongues, but my sister and my dad don't really. How are you and your mom different? Our eyes are different. The color of me. I'm brown and she's tan. Mom has curly hair and I have straight hair. I do have better abs. What's your favorite thing about your mom? That she doesn't like to be away from us. When she gets down the floor and plays with me. She's a really good teacher. I like her face. Her smile. When she lets me put on her makeup that I can cuddle with her at night. 
She has really special. She's really, 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 really nice. How do you know that your mom loves you? She prays and she kisses me and she says I love you. Because she's in my family. How she takes care of us. By making breakfast, doing my laundry. That she helps me get dressed. Takes me to all the things I do after school. That she plays games with me. Play soccer with me. Play bubbles. When I sit in her lap. We watch movies. We get our nails painted. Make a scrapbook. Fish. Outside cookouts and bonfires. She spends time with us and not all by herself. She's patient with us. She does everything with me. Because she says it every day. Kisses me every night. And all kinds of stuff. I just know that she loves me because she says, I'll always love you. She's awesome. She loves me no matter what. Like God. I love you, Mommy. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, all moms. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. What a great day. What an amazing day. Just being here in worship and baptism and his word and just so thankful for what God's doing in his church. Uh, there's no place in the world I'd rather be than right here at Rolling Hills. And so glad you're here today. After the service, out in the gallery, if you've yet to go to the photo booth, love to invite you to go and have a picture made today. It's fantastic. Also, out in the gallery is a place to sign up. In two weeks, we have the churches left the building. And so we won't gather at 11 o'clock inside. We were going to go out and serve all over our community. We'll meet at 930 in the morning and on Sunday morning, and we will serve all over the place. We need you. We'd love for you to be a part of that. We have t-shirts and it's a fantastic day. So don't miss that. Sign up in the gallery. You can sign up online and be a part. Church, I just love what God's doing here. Let's stand together. Let me pray a blessing over us. And then let's go and celebrate our moms today and thank God for all he does in our lives. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for our moms. Thank you for church. Thank you for community. Thank you, God, that we're not alone, that you're with us. And thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ, who binds our hearts together. And to you be glory forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great, great week. God bless. Happy Mother's Day.